What are we discussing on today's Locked on Dimebacks podcast? Well, the D-backs made a splash signing with Jock Peterson, so we got to break down the new look lineup. And are the D-backs now the best team in the NL West? You are Locked on Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Dimebacks Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening to who? Always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer, so please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. I'm there to see all my latest work, from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. If you want to see more content by me, just follow, just follow me on Twitter, at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account, or look up Locked on Dimebacks, both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. And of course, thank you for making Locked on Dimebacks your first listen every day. I would not be able to do this podcast without you, my loyal listeners, sharing, subscribing, reviewing, doing all that so I could do this podcast for you. Thank you. It's free and available on all platforms, so please continue to tell your friends. On today's show... We are going to be talking about the D-backs. Are they the best team in the NL West after their DH signing of Jock Peterson? We'll break down the new look lineup and just talk about Peterson overall, how he fits in Arizona. But before we get into the whole conversation, I first want to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. But now, let's talk about that D-backs Big splash signing. The D-backs went out there and signed Jock Peterson. We don't have the full details yet, but it feels like a one-year deal with an option for the second year. And I recorded a podcast earlier this week talking about how we're about to see a free agent frenzy in Major League Baseball because, again, we're only like 30 days away from spring training, right? So many free agents still available. There just has to be a free agent frenzy. And as soon as I put that pot out, not even put out. I recorded the pod. I always, you know, you guys know I like to record a day early. So technically it's 8 p.m. on Thursday right now. I'm going to drop this Friday morning, of course. But the pod I put out earlier this week, talking about the free agent frenzy, literally after I was done recording that, we saw the Reese Hoskins deal. We saw the Matt Moore deal. We've seen some other reliever deals this past week. Now we got Jock Peterson to the D-backs. Like I called it literally as soon as I was done recording the podcast, I called the free agent frenzy because it was the most obvious thing that was going to happen because of the amount of quality free agents still on the market and the D-backs were still in the market for a DH. They talked about it for the last couple months, how they still want to add one more bat to the lineup. And a lot of us thought it might be a righty because of, you know, conversation before the offseason started. But as we got deeper into the offseason, Mike Hazen kind of made it like more and more known that, you know what, I might be looking at a lefty DH and the best guy available for that was a Jock Peterson, and now he's going to be coming over to Arizona, and his primary, 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 that's the word I want to say, his primary role is going to be crush right-handed pitching as a lefty at bat, and just platoon. Jock Peterson is not going to be an everyday player. This is not a guy that's going to play 155 games for the D-backs next season. Jock Peterson is a guy who will probably play 100 to 130 games 
you know, just depends on how many times you face righties throughout the season because I don't think he will be in the lineup against lefties. We, of course, know our guy, Toy Lovello, loves to platoon guys. I think Jock Peterson will be the favorite among those guys because Jock Peterson, when you look at his stats throughout his career, kind of struggles against lefties, right? As a lefty bat, that is not where his strength is. His strength is crushing righties, and he can do it at such a high level that he can be an all-star player, even though he struggles big time against lefties. Because against righties in his career, 834 OPS. Meanwhile, only 622 OPS. In the last couple seasons with the Giants, not exactly a defender either. So, Jock Peterson, true DH, coming in just to crush the ball, and I think he's going to do that at a pretty high level for the D-backs. Now, are we feeling a little bit disappointed because it felt like everyone wanted a Jorge Soler or a J.D. Martinez or maybe even a Reese Hoskins? Yes, I personally would have preferred those guys over Jock Peterson. I think those guys are better than Jock Peterson. I think they have a higher ceiling than Jock Peterson, considering J.D. Martinez just had himself a monster bounce-back season. So did Jorge Soler. Reese Hoskins is coming off the, 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 the ACL surgery, but he's the guy that we know has tremendous power. But the funny thing is, even though we're disappointed that's Jock Peterson instead of like Jorge Soler or J.D. Martinez, and part of it is because J.D., the Solaires, had monster seasons while Jock Peterson's coming off a down year. But again, free agency, a lot of the time, just about timing. When you look at last year's offseason, like if we did this same exercise with who would you want to be the D-backs DH, if we did that same exercise last offseason, Jock Peterson might have been the guy that we say, you know what, I want him the most because J.D. Martinez, really down season in 2022 same with Jorge Soler Reese Hoskins was a little bit in the decline in 2022 as well while Jock Peterson had arguably the best season of his career in 2022 for the San Francisco Giants so we know Jock Peterson at his best can be an absolute stud 2022 all-star 274 average 874 OPS 23 home runs 70 ribbies in 134 games that is like the perfect slash line for what you want Jock Peterson to do in a D-backs uniform did he have a little bit of a down season with the Giants this past year yes yes he did but when you look at the advanced stats, it seems like it was more poor luck than anything when it comes to why Jock Peterson struggled this past year. His hard hit rate was actually up from 2022. He cut down on his strikeouts. He increased his walk rate. So all that feels like he should be trending or at least trending toward a bounce back. His BABIP and his home run to fly ball rate way below his career average as well. And this is still someone that ranks in the 80th in the 80th percentile or better, an expected WABA, expected slugging percentage, average exit velocity, hard hit rate, walk, uh, the walk rate as well, like all the advanced stats. He's a stat cast darling. The advanced stats still love Jock Peterson a lot. So even though he's coming off a down season, the numbers suggest he's going to regress in a positive way, positive regression could be coming for Jock Peterson next season. And if that happens, Jock Peterson could be the cherry on top to this D-backs lineup. And when you consider what his role is going to be, lefty platoon guy who's going to crush right-handed pitching, the main reason that you want to bring in Jock Peterson is because when you look at these NL West rotations, they are so 
righty heavy. You look at the Dodgers, Tyler Glass now, Yamamoto, Walker Buehler, Bobby Miller, all righties. Webb, Stripling, Wynn, Hicks, Cobb from the Giants, five starters, all righties. Padres, Musgrove, Darvish, King, Waldron, Avila, all righties. And the three, you know, not counting the Rockies, and the three other teams that could be competitive against the D-backs, the Dodgers, Padres, and Giants, like you could say 80%, if not the entire rotation, is made up of righties. So Jock Peterson is going to be playing damn near every day against the NOS. And the second best part about it is he knows the Giants organization. He knows the Dodgers organization. That is someone that has played both in San Fran and L.A. He can be a spy for the D-backs. And one final thing about Jock Peterson that's going to really boost this D-backs team for next year is the fact that Jock Peterson is a winner and he's a post season performer he has a nickname on baseball reference called jocktober because of what he used to do with the dodgers and braves in the playoffs this is someone that shows up in a big way this is a two-time world series champ you check his playoff numbers over 800 ops in his career in the postseason over a thousand ops in the nlds and it's like 850 in the world series he struggles in the nlcs for some reason but the divisional series and the world series he's looked like an all-star superstar in both of those situation so jock peterson will he be an everyday player for the d-backs next season no but 120 games of peterson absolutely crushing righty pitching especially in the nl west division i'm so excited and hopefully we get to see jocktober in arizona now if you want to see jocktober in arizona you're going to have to buy some tickets and the best place to buy tickets is game time of course because Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All in prices show your total upfront so you know you're getting a great deal before you check out. Buy tickets in seconds with two taps. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. With zone deals, you pick the section and Game Time picks the seats for big time savings. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Right now, all Game Time users get $100 off a big game ticket with code VEGAS100. Terms apply. Just download the Game Time app and use code VEGAS100 for $100 off a big game ticket. Or if you're not going to the game, use code LOCKED ON for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Welcome back into the Locked on Dimebacks podcast. Now let's talk about what that new look D-backs lineup might potentially look like in 2024 because Jock Peterson now coming to this D-backs lineup. We've been waiting for the DH. We felt really good about this D-backs lineup so far this offseason because we brought back Lord Gurriel and we made a major upgrade at third base with Eugenio Suarez, but we still felt like we needed one more at bat to just push 
the overall ceiling of this lineup over the edge. And now I think with Jock Peterson being the cherry on top, the D-backs have themselves a World Series lineup. And we'll talk about in segment number three, we'll compare the D-backs rotation and lineup to the other teams in the NOS. But on paper right now, it looks strong. This D-backs team last season, league average against righties, and Peterson should help this team out a lot more in that area because, once again, he is a righty killer. And also the DH last season for the D-backs, not the most productive position, I would say, in the lineup. I mean, on the peripherals, like 22 home runs, 97 RBIs, you feel really good about those counting stats from the DH last season, but... Still, only a 219 average and below 700 OPS from the D-backs DH last season. Just not good enough consistently, and that's where I hope Jock Peterson can at least come in and stabilize that position. Because for Peterson, uh, I definitely think by himself he could put up near 22 home runs in 130 games. Like By himself, he's going to put up near the numbers that the DH put up last year. And then hopefully those other 30 plus games or whatever, whatever, however many games it is that Jock Peterson isn't playing DH. Hopefully there's a quality righty in there. So maybe the stats next season for the D-backs DH is like 30 home runs, 100 RBIs, but maybe it's like a 260 average and a 810 OPS. Like if that's the case, this ceiling of this D-backs lineup just goes up tremendously. And if you kind of had to project this D-backs lineup against righties next year, this is kind of how I would do it personally. I think you start with Corbin Carroll, 146 WRC plus against righties. Ketel Marte next, 122 WRC plus against righties. And then this is where it gets pretty finicky because you could either go Christian Walker to play, uh, to be third in the lineup. You could go Jock Peterson here, or it could go Lords Guriel. And to be honest, I think you probably go Jock Peterson, number three in the lineup. Uh, you could potentially go Lord Guriel, but you probably, if you're going against a righty, you probably want that lefty a little higher in the lineup. I just feel like Christian Walker is probably going to be locked into that clamp spot once again because Tori Lavelle just absolutely loves to play Christian Walker in the clamp spot despite his issues with runners and scoring position. So I think it would be. Carol Marte, then Jock Peterson as your number three with a 115 WRC plus against righties, then Christian Walker, number four, 114 WRC plus. Then you probably go Lords Guriel, number five, 100 WRC plus, Eugenio Suarez, 99, Gabriel Moreno, 86, Alec Thomas, 86, and then Geraldo Perdomo, 105. And the reason I bring up the WRC plus is because 100 is considered league average, and so the D-backs against against uh, righties next season with this potential lineup would have six dudes who are, are at least league average, if not better, against righties. And if Eugenio Suarez can get that 99 just up another point or two, the D-backs would have seven dudes in their lineup that's at least league average or better against righty pitchers going to next season, which I think it just absolutely massive and considering guys like Gabriel Moreno can still get better guy like Alec Thomas can still get better the rest of the lineup I mean Corbin Carroll I guess can still get better too I mean imagine if he turns into Ronald Acuna and now he's a 40 70 kind of a player I guess that is in the realm of possibility for Carroll but the rest of the lineup I mean most of the vets we know who they are Marte Walker Gurriel Suarez I think we know what to expect from those guys Peterson but the Morenos the Thomases Domos Carroll's like 
Those guys are super young, and they can still continue to get better. So that lineup, despite how it looks right now, might even be better than what we think in our heads uh, because of how young they still are, right? Corbin Carroll, Thomas, Moreno, Perdomo, like those are all guys 25 and younger. And if they take another step forward, like the the ceiling of this D-backs team from a lineup offensive perspective, like this is going to be one of the best D-backs lineups ever put out on the field because the D-backs typically aren't a high-scoring team. Last year, they manufactured runs, right? It was all about creating chaos and havoc on the bases, and they're going to do that again next season because you still got Corbin Carroll in the lineup. You still got Thomas. You still got Domo. You still got some speed in the lineup. Maybe it's not overwhelming speed like it was last year because a guy like Jake McCarthy was expected to be a starter with the Alec Thomas and Corbin Carroll. Like your outfield was so fast. And I probably don't feel like this D-backs team will be as fast going to next season in terms of stolen bases, but I could be wrong. Marte steals more than I realize. Christian Walker steals more than I realize. Domo's a quality base stealer. Like maybe this D-backs team once again can manufacture the runs, do the chaos, do the havoc like they did this past year. They can do that with the addition of power that they add to this lineup. Like this D-backs team now has multiple ways to skin the cat. You can still send Corbin Carroll on the bases, use his speed, you can use Domo and Thomas at the bottom of your lineup to really set the table for the guys at the top of your lineup with their speed, with Domo and Thomas probably being your eight and nine hitters. But you can also change the game now with one swing of the bat from a Walker, a Peterson, a Eugenio Suarez. Like they're just so much more dynamic now, this D-backs team with this new look lineup power speed whatever style you want it's kind of like ebay motors right power speed or whatever doesn't matter the style the d-backs can do it all and so we're super excited about what this d-backs lineup can do in 2024 and even when the d-backs goes against the lefties i don't think jock peterson is ever going to play against a lefty next season but this d-backs lineup could look kind of interesting when they go against lefties next year because maybe they give those opportunities, the Jock Peterson DH opportunities to like a Jordan Lawler or something next season. Maybe he ends up being like the 30-game DH when Jock Peterson isn't playing. I don't know. I, I think Jordan Lawler will start the season in the minors. I think he'll probably play a couple months down there, maybe around trade deadline, all-star break. He gets called back up. But who knows if there's a injury to Perdomo or if Jordan Lawler just crushing the ball in AAA. Maybe they call him up earlier than expected. And maybe Jordan Lawler is the guy, is the go-to DH when Jock Peterson is resting and not playing against righty pitchers. So this D-backs team, I absolutely love how it's set up for next season. Even a young guy like Jorge Perosa could potentially be the fourth outfielder righty and be that DH for the D-backs when Jock Peterson is on the bench. We actually have a deeper Jorge Barosa conversation coming next week with Lindsey Crosby of Locked On MLB Prospects. Two pods with Lindsey Crosby next week, breaking down all the young guys, both in the minor leagues and on the major league level. So a lot of insight from Lindsey Crosby. So be on the lookout for that next week. Two podcasts, but D-backs, new look lineup, Jock Peterson, cherry on top, dynamic power speed doesn't matter the style d-backs multiple ways to skin the cat and i think their offense is going to be electric in 2024 and if you want to bet on the d-backs offense being 
maybe the best in baseball next season, then the best place to place a futures bet is FanDuel Sportsbook because the NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use, and there's so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays, find bets in the new Explorer tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub. My favorite thing to do is the same-game parlay. Whenever I see the Lakers are playing a mediocre opponent, I take 80 over in points, 80 over in rebounds, and the Lakers' money line. Now, the third leg of the parlay, that money line part, it doesn't hit as much as I would want it to, but when it does, I have a smile on my face when I see that direct deposit in my account. And if you want the same smile, visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back into the Lock on Dimebacks podcast. And let's wrap up the conversation by talking about if the D-backs are done this offseason and comparing this D-backs team to the rest of the NL West. Because for the most part, I think the D-backs offseason is done. Like, I look at the lineup. I look at the rotation. Like, everything feels set. Highest payroll in franchise history. Like, what more could you want as a D-backs fan? Maybe another reliever or two. Like, you could never have enough quality relievers. So if the D-backs went out there and somehow signed someone that was good to be a back-end arm, yeah, that, that is another move that I would not fault the D-backs for at all. But outside of that, like, a big need coming into the offseason was upgrading the rotation, right? D-backs did that. Mike Hayes in the front office signed Eduardo Rodriguez, four years, 80 million, wherever the contract was, number three starter. You're now locked in. Gallon, Kelly, Erod Fott, and then maybe Tommy Henry is that number five. As we get closer to spring training, we'll talk about who that number five starter could be for the D-backs. And then also, we wanted maybe a little upgrade in the lineup, right? You needed an upgrade at third base, maybe get a secondary bat after that. D-backs did that exactly. First, you brought back Lords Guriel. I mean, I don't think that was first. That was technically second. I think first, you traded for Eugenio Suarez. Big upgrade at third base over Evelyn Goya. You re-signed Lords Guriel. Very good left fielder coming off a fantastic defensive season. Great personality. Great clubhouse guy. Uh, bounce back in the power as well. We love Lords Guriel and the purple hair. And then the cherry on top. Jock Peterson to play DH, add a little balance to the lineup as a lefty bat with some power. D-backs have filled every single hole and weakness that they had entering the offseason, and they did it without breaking the bank, really. like they, The most expensive contract they signed was Erod, but when you're the D-backs, you can sign Erod to a four for 80 because Erod is the now highest paid player on the D-backs, which feels absolutely insane to say. So, when I look at the D-backs needs for the rest of the offseason, like if you want to get another quality reliever, that's about the only thing that I would want. But if you're Mike Hazen, pat yourself on the back. You can go take the rest of the offseason free agency off, 
go do some scouting for the draft, get ready for spring training because you had yourself a tremendous offseason and we'll definitely be doing an offseason report card as we get closer to spring training. But Mike Hazen, round of applause. Absolutely tremendous offseason by you and the D-backs front office. So with that being said, how would you compare this D-backs team to the rest of the division? Well, comparing the D-backs to the Dodgers, of course, everyone is going to say the Dodgers are better than the D-backs. And I can't fault you. I will say the Dodgers have a lot more talent. But pound for pound, just straight up production, I do think this D-backs lineup and rotation can get pretty close to this D, uh, to this Dodgers team. Look, Moogie Bed, Otani, Freddie Freeman, Will Smith, Max Muncy is an elite one through five. But Corbin Carroll can definitely do whatever Mookie Betts does. Ketel Marte, I mean, he's not as good as Shohei Otani, but Otani's coming off the Tommy John. How is that back on look? Marte is still a freak of nature. Jock Peterson, maybe batting number three, still has a ton of power as a lefty. Christian Walker, power righty. Guriel, solid hitter. Suarez is your number six. Maybe he turns it on with the power and has one of those 30 to 40 home run type of seasons. Like, yes, the Dodgers lineup is definitely more talented on paper than this D-backs lineup. I would never question that. But from a production standpoint, I do think the D-backs lineup could at least do 80 to 85% of what that Dodgers lineup is going to do. Then the rotation is really where I think the D-backs could catch the Dodgers, to be honest. Because look... Glass now is a freak of nature. He's a stud. He's always hurt, though. Walker Buehler coming off major injury. We'll see how he looks. Yamamoto, I think he's going to be a stud. But he's also unknown. And so we'll see how he adjusts to Major League Baseball. Gallon, we know, one of the best pitchers in baseball the last few years. So has Merrill Kelly. Erod, injuries galore. But when he's right, we know how good he is. And then the Dodgers fans know how quality Brandon Fott is from his postseason run. So I definitely think the D-backs rotation can match up with this Dodgers rotation. I think the lineup is maybe more of a stark difference because the batters at the top of this Dodgers lineup, and they still have someone like Teoscar Hernandez, maybe as like their number seven hitter, which is just absolutely ridiculous. I think there's a lot more risk than we realize when it comes to the Dodgers rotation. I think that's where the D-backs had actually closed the gap. But I would say the Dodgers are the best team in the division. I think that's fine. But I just think it's closer than what people think pound for pound from a production standpoint. Dodgers versus D-backs. D-backs versus uh, Padres, though. Uh, Kind of a wash, to be honest. Last season, I felt really strong about this Padres team. I thought they had a chance to go to the World Series. Did not happen. And now you look at the line for the Padres like, yeah, Bogart, Tatis, and Machado are studs. But outside of that, I like Hasin Kim, but he's not exactly an offensive weapon. Jay Cronenworth, I don't know about that. Luis Camposano, Matt Batten's a projected guy. Calvin Mitchell's a projected guy. Like, I don't know how many of those guys will actually be in the lineup. But after Manny Machado is your cleanup hitter in the lineup for the Padres, it's a drop-off to Jay Cronenworth. And then it's a Grand Canyon drop-off to the rest of that lineup. And you look at the rotation for the Padres, it goes Darvish, it goes Musgrove. And then after that, it's like Michael King, Pedro Avila. Like, I don't know. That Padres team... Has been making payroll cuts. They've been taking out loans. This D-backs team, the top-end talent, they don't have anyone. I mean, Corbin Carroll's as good as Machado or Tatis, but 
Those are two superstars. The D-backs only have one true superstar. I don't think Ketel Marte is a superstar player. I don't think we would put him on the same level as Machado and Tatis. But if Machado has another season like he just had, you can put Marte above Machado. But as it currently stands, maybe the top two guys in the Padres lineup are better than the best of the best in the D-backs lineup. But from a depth standpoint, it's not even close. This D-backs lineup goes like seven or eight deep now with quality hitters. And that Padres lineup just does not do that. And the rotation, you Darvish, old as hell. How much trust do you have there? D-backs wash the Padres. We're not going to compare the D-backs to the Rockies, but the D-backs against the Giants, talking with Ben Kaspik of Locked On Giants a couple weeks ago, he kind of, it felt like he kind of tried to say that it's kind of close between the Giants and the D-backs, but you just look at the names on paper, like the projected line for the for the Giants next season, Jung-Ho Lee, who I think can be good, but probably an overpay, Tyro Estrada, Lamont Wade, Wilma Flores, Conforto, J.D. Davis, Jastrzemski, Patrick Bailey, like, those are a bunch of guys, like, that whole lineup are dudes that should be, like, your number seven, your number eight hitter in a lineup. Like, it's a bunch of dudes that should be, like, that complimentary piece, that trade deadline guy that you trade for just to be the cherry on top to your championship roster. Maybe you're missing a third baseman or something, so you trade for a J.D. Davis to give you a little extra ump. Maybe you trade for a Lamont Wade to be your first baseman, but... When it's arguably Lamont Wade is your best player or Wilmer Flores is your best player. Like when you don't have a true best player in your lineup, and you can't pick out the star in your lineup compared to this D-backs lineup as loaded with quality guys. Like the best player in the Giants lineup would probably be like the number seven hitter in the D-backs lineup. And that's being generous. That's at best. And then you look at the starters for the Giants. Like Logan Webb is an absolute stud. And then after that, Stripling. Jordan Hicks, Alex Cobb not going to be there for the first couple months of the season. Like, I think it's pretty disgusting, uh, that Giants rotation after a Logan Webb. And so I compare this D-backs team to the rest of the division. I think they're washing anybody that's not named the LA Dodgers. Right now, the D-backs over under on FanDuel is 83 and a half. I'm a betting man, and I would go smash that over for the D-backs entering next season and go win yourself some money. Now that's it for this edition of the Locked on Dimebacks podcast. Come back next week for more Dimebacks news coverage and insight. I will be on vacation in Italy, so I will not be recording any pods live. I pre-recorded all my pods for next week already, so be on the lookout for that. Two with Lindsey Crosby of Locked on MLB Prospects. Those are a lot of fun. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy. Doses.